Today's edition of the Roma Press Podcast is sponsored by our newest partner at www.aromapress.co.uk. Again, that's www.aromapress.co.uk, which is where you can get the best football betting tips anywhere. 90% accuracy, and you get that for the price of a coffee per week. You get the Premier League, La Liga, Serie A, the Dutch League, Bundesliga, Ligun. You have access to all of those leagues, and you get the absolute best betting tips with 90% accuracy. Place more bets, win more money. www.romapress.co.uk And we're still working on the issue when you don't put in the www ahead of that URL, so make sure www.romapress.co.uk. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. I'm Roma Press Editor John Solano. So this is going to be a very brief uh, Derby della Capitale uh, preview episode. Again, it's not going to be very long at all. We are going to be joined in a moment here by Stephen Moore, who is the uh, owner, editor of the website, thelaziali.com. But before I bring him on, just wanted to make a very quick note. So the website, aromapress.us, is currently down right now. We're undergoing some maintenance. I am hoping by the time that you hear this that hopefully the issues have been resolved. But when when I'm dealing with uh, these hosting companies, I, I never hold my breath. But just a quick note for you all. The domain, aromapress.us, is what we've used for... It's 2019, so we're, we're going on about six, seven years now. So we're going to be changing the main URL. It is no longer going to be romapress.us. It's going to be romapress.net. Why is that? Well, for starters, I think it's just easier to do the .net instead of the .us. We already get a ton of redirects from the .net because a lot of people either forget that it's .us or don't put in .us. Uh, so I just figured the .net would be easier, simpler. Now, if you put in and continue to go to romapress.us, it will redirect to romapress.net. So hopefully within the next day or two that gets sorted. But So from now on, again, romapress.net, not .us. But again, if you go to that, it won't be any issue. You will get redirected. And I'm hoping to keep that redirect for... A decent amount of time. I'm hoping at least a couple of months. I believe our domain for the .us expires in mid to late April, which is not great timing for me. I, I know I'll forget it uh, just because we, uh, my wife and I have another child on the way, so I'm more than going to assume that that gets lost in the shuffle of all the chaos that comes with uh, having another child. So again, romapress.com. Net. Now, before I bring on uh, Stephen Moore, whose website is thelaziali.com, and you can find them on Twitter at the underscore Laziali, and you can find Stephen at s underscore k underscore 
M-O-O-R-E. So again, that's the underscore Laziali and the Laziali.com. Before I bring Steven on, just wanted to make a brief note because we recorded this earlier in the day. Um, Inter lost a pretty, pretty important match to Cagliari today. And what an opportunity it is now for Roma. I just think it makes uh, the, the derby against Lazio that much more important. Um, Milan do not look like they're going to be stopping. Andy and I have talked about, you know, where is the better opportunity for Roma to make up points in order to clinch a position in the top four. And I've maintained that a meltdown from Spalletti's side is probably something we could count on a little more um, as opposed to this Milan side who they've got Piontek, they've got a decent midfield. Their defense, I have no idea how they're doing it because, frankly, I believe it's shit. Other than Romagnoli, they really lack, I think, a ton of quality at the back. Astonishingly enough, I, I think Roma are actually stronger than them at the back. But nonetheless, they don't look like they're going to be stopping anytime soon. Inter, meanwhile, are in full chaos. There's obviously the situation with Icardi. There is just, it's hard to explain their system of play. It's really, really bizarre. You would think they'd be extremely strong at the back. They'd be fluid in attack, but that is just not the case at all. They're really, really struggling. And now the Roma have this opportunity at their hands to catch them. So they cannot get this Derby match against Lazio wrong. And on a separate note, for anyone who didn't watch the match, Luca Pellegrini, wow. Wow, wow, wow. He he took Danilo D'Ambrosio and he put him over his lap and he just spanked him for 90 minutes. Um, he was sensational. Arguably one of the best on the pitch on the evening for Cagliari. I thought he was sensational. I tweeted out that I, I thought Pellegrini could have played a pretty big role for Roma in these last six months. And I was quite disappointed actually that they let him go out on loan but you know maybe this loan is exactly what the doctor ordered for him because he has been absolutely sensational I know a lot of you may not have the time or the ability to you know to watch every single Kaidi match but I would implore you to do so because (laughs) he has been performing absolutely incredible since he has moved there a few uh, about a month ago He's been absolutely sensational. He was thrust right into the starting 11, and he hasn't looked back since. He's been absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. And I'm very happy because, obviously, with the age of Kolarov, there is really a lot of questions surrounding how many more years he has left in his legs. So while short-term, it maybe disappointed me a little bit, Long term, I, I I have to say this 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 loan for Pellegrini may ultimately pay dividends for Roma, and I'm very eager to see what he does for the rest of the season. And I'm very 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 eager to see what he does once he returns to the club because he is on a dry loan. He is on a dry loan now. There's been rumors in the last couple of days that. He could be involved in a potential operation regarding uh, Cagliari goalkeeper Alessio Cragno, which, oddly enough, I, I spoke to a couple with you on Twitter about this, but uh, we actually 
talked to his agent today. Um, this is the first time I've ever spoken or met his agent. His name is Graziano Battistini, and he's a interesting guy. <laughs> um, so the initial exchange we had was a little bizarre, but um, hopefully he'll open up to me a, li a little bit more in these upcoming days, and we can get a bit more... Uh, bit more information from him maybe we can get a de decent interview out of it so uh hopefully uh i can grease the wheels a little bit and get him to talking a, a bit more because again the the initial exchange i had with cranio's agent was um a, a little different we'll just say so um all right let me bring steven on now again steven moore of the laziali.com and here we are discussing uh, the Derby delle Capitale between Roma and Lazio. All right, Stephen is with me now. Stephen, uh, we, we were talking before how neither of us really knows what to expect for this Derby match. But from a Lazio point of view, how are you feeling coming into this one? Uh, for my personal opinion, both these sides are coming into this match challenging for a Champions League spot. Uh, fifth versus sixth, it is a big match, especially because of the Derby della Capitale. But in terms of how confident I am that Lazio can actually take this game and win the Derby, I'm always confident that Lazio can beat any side they're put up against. It's just they need to perform and do what they do well to be able to get these results, which they're finding hard to do this season. We've seen that. Uh, when we look back at last season, we see that they were able to defeat top sides like Juventus Milan. This season, there's that top six dilemma coming into them where they play well for certain parts of the game, they struggle to get the results, and then that's what happens. They lose three points, and they, that's why they're sitting so far down the table right now, in my opinion. But I think I'm happy with Lazio coming into this game with recovering some certain players. I'm confident that they're going to take this game against Roma. Yeah, so both sides have really, really struggled with injuries this season. Um, for Lazio, it's been at the back. For Roma, it's been in the midfield and in attack. So Lazio, I thought they were really, really good against Milan earlier in the week in the Coppa Italia. What Are, are you worried that, because Roma will have a couple more days of rest, obviously, are you worried that the injuries and that the extra rest could benefit Roma a bit more? Uh, like of course, injuries are going to cause some issues for any side they're put up against. Like you said, Lazio and Roma both had their injury concerns this season. But it, most people expect that the injuries are going to take a toll on the level of quality. And against Milan, like we saw, like most cultural fans were expecting, Lazio were going to lose to Milan. Like they didn't, they weren't playing a regular back three. They're playing an irregular uh, three of Patrick Bastos and Acerbi, which is when you look at that compared to what they've played throughout the whole season. I was concerned. <laughs> I won't lie, but right. um, they were able to keep a keen sheet, which was good. Because um, in all honesty, it, it was a surprise. But when these substitutes are given the chance to shine and come into these matches, they need to perform, and that's what they did. Um, in terms of the injuries coming into this Roma game, and in terms of the extra rest, I think it's quite good for Lazio. They've recovered, like I said, some of their major key players, and um, we see that Immobile and certain other other individuals like Mukir Savic is being taken off halfway throughout the game or 60, 70 minutes into a game. It looks like like the likes of Immobile, Lucas Lieva, Luis Alberto, Perolo, Mukovic Savic, all these key essential components of the side are going to be able to play a full 90 minutes. So coming back to this game, I really don't think that there should be too many excuses about the injury concerns because most of these injuries now are with the substitutes compared to the starting 11 like they had 
been dealing with for the past three, four weeks. Yeah, so you you just brought him up there for a second. Immobile has really, really struggled finding the back of the net. Um, I believe the last time he scored a league goal was early December. So we're going on nearly three months of him really, really struggling. What has been what has been different this season as opposed to other seasons where, frankly, I mean, he's been one of the best goal scorers in all of Serie A. Yeah, he has. And obviously last season he was a Capucanania and Tyler Picardi. But a lot of things that people don't take into consideration was the form that Lazio were in last season. They scored the most goals in the league. They, they scored 89 goals, which is more than Juventus or any other side in the league. And, and a lot of this is based off of Simone Inzaghi's tactics, which were new and upcoming compared to what people were usually used to seeing with Lazio. In addition to these breakout stars like Luis Alberto and Mike Savage that we saw, which are another two individuals that their scoring totals are down tremendously compared to last season. So when we look at, let's just say, their previous five matches, uh, we see that they're able to create a lot of chances, but they're having trouble converting them. Um, and that's basically the main difference compared from this season to last season. And, and like you said there, like Mobley's last goal came a month ago on January 1st, but we see that when he doesn't score or he doesn't play, when we just take a look at these last five matches per se, Lazio struggles to pick up the three points and finish off games. So with those three players not at their best, um, it really is, it, it takes a toll on the team in terms of scoring and just winning matches altogether. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you, they've only won once in their previous five matches in all competitions. What has been the, their biggest issue as of late? Because um, Lazio and Roma, really, they started out the season, it couldn't be any more different. And then in this uh, this this last month or so, Roma have turned it around, whereas Lazio have sort of struggled a bit. So what what has been their biggest issue as of late? It's a combination of a few things, but the main thing is like what I said is uh, the chances they're just not converting them. Like we see them, like, Geno is a perfect example of this. Against Sevilla, they were a hard side in the Europa League. Like they're one of the top sides in Spain. I can give the credit to Inzaghi and the team for what they were able to offer despite all those injury concerns. Uh, but against Genoa, per se, in the first half, we could have been up three goals plus. Um, against Milan, we could have converted some of our chances, but we didn't do that, and that just comes back to haunt us at the end of the day. Um, last five matches, of course, we've only won one, which is not the form you want to come into going into a derby. But uh, given that terrific performance against Milan, um, in which I thought they really dominated and actually outplayed that informed Milan team who had scored so many goals coming into the match, I think coming into this match, they've, they've really prepared mentally and with that extra time, um, and I, I think they'll give a good performance. But all in all, it's that converting your chances that you receive. You take advantage of them, and you'll be good. If not, then it's going to come back to haunt you. Yeah, so I, I wanted to ask where you think Lazio could probably exploit Roma, and I have a feeling that you are you, I'm assuming you're going to say Roma's defense because, frankly, it's been putrid. That is exactly what I'm going to say. <laughs> so, uh, in terms of their defense, yes, it hasn't been the greatest, but uh, you look at Kolarov, he's one of the top scorers to the ex Laziale that I hope he doesn't score another one against us because I can't see him celebrate us anymore. It just hurts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I think Lazio can exploit Roma on the counter, especially on the flanks, for one, and two, on their lack of concentration. So, mm. uh, me personally, watching the last two matches against Bologna and Frosinone, Roma were lucky, very, very, very lucky to come away with victory because they were dominated for large portions of both of these matches. 
uh, and against Bologna and Frosinone, of course, like it's a regional rival against Frosinone, but against Bologna and Frosinone, they shouldn't have troubles defeating these sides, and they did. Um, and like you talked about the defense there, they have a very experienced back line, but with the likes of De Rossi, Nzonzi, Kolarov, Fazio, all these players I don't think will be able to keep up to Lazio on the counter when Immobile and Correa start running onto a long through ball from our back line or through our flanks. So what I see in the game is that either Kolarov and whoever the right back is, if it's Florenzi, Santon, whoever it is, they press up a lot on the attack, which leaves them vulnerable in those wide areas. So we play five midfields with uh, either Matosic and Romulo on the right and Lulic or uh, Dermisi currently right now because Lukaku is out on the left. So if we're able to optimize our formation and what we plan to do and push forward on the flanks, I think that that's where we're going to be able to exploit Roma. So I, I have to ask about Inzaghi. So <laughs> he, it's, it's amazing to me because the way he's able to just conquer these smaller sides, it just seems like it, I, I can't even find an explanation. Like if you look at his record versus the top five or six versus the mid to lower table teams, it, it it's maddening because he's so good at beating those smaller teams. But I, I don't know. What, what do you think it is, his, his why he struggles so much against these bigger sides? Yeah, this has been a big question I've been receiving a lot uh, since the start of the season. We saw them uh, play Juventus, Napoli. We saw them lose. And then considering all the rest of the top six, it's just been, it, it has been brutal in terms of the, that aspect. And a lot of us were saying, if we're able to defeat the top sides and continue doing this, we should be fine. But it, it, realistically, that, that's not the case. We need to challenge these top teams and actually win matches. But within Zoggy, I think the lack, of innovation plays a big part in this drop of form and the inability to defeat these top teams. Last season, we beat Juventus twice. I, that, that's an incredible feat compared to what we're used to right, seeing. Because right. usually, obviously, against Napoli, we lost 4-1 both times. But that, that was one of those one-off scenarios. We beat Milan 4-1. It was good last season. But we come into this one and using the same 3-5-2 formation, using the exact same players, using the exact same tactics, Teams and coaches are smart. They have new technology. They're able to go and sit down with the whole team and analyze what Lazio does. That's exactly what they're doing this season. And all these coaches like Allegri, Spalletti, Di Francesco, etc., they're able to look into the team and say, okay, if Lazio operates out of Milinkovic Savage, he's the one to repeat, or the ball comes to him and he disperses the ball. Luis Alberto, we see where Mobile makes these runs. They just cover that off, and then Lazio are left without any creativity. And that's the second thing I want to say is the innovation from Simone Inzaghi. It's just been very poor. Um, the starting 11, the subs, we signed six or seven players over the summer. And we have all these youth talents like Pedro Neto, uh, Rossi, who is tremendous in preseason, Bruno Jordao, Palombi. We have all these players that we could be given a chance switching the formation to a back four or playing with a front three or front two. And we're just sticking with the same three, five, two and the same core players. Yes. Like Saudi has done in the past, it has worked well. We've seen that happen. But when it, it, it's getting very, very repetitive and teams are starting to find this out. And I feel like he needs to make this change of either a tactic formation or a player change with like the like the Ikes of um, Lulic, Parolo, Radu, all these players that are aging. Give other players a chance. Try something new. and try, it, it doesn't hurt, right? Right. Yeah, I, I would say... Many Roma supporters have probably the same complaints of Di Francesco. So I 
I wanted to ask you to to give a prediction, but before that, do you think Lazio? Um, because I, I definitely see Roma doing this in the summer. Do you think they need sort of a a refresh, sort of a restart? Um, sell some of the bigger names, some of the older players, bring in new names, maybe bring in a new manager. Is that something you think Lazio needs or that they will do? Um, something that they need currently to an extent, yes. Um, something that I think is going to happen, no. Um, Lotito is very, very um, strategic and smart in the way he does things. Um, some people like to say it's smart. Some people like to say it's sort of on the unclever side, but when you look at Latito, what he's done for the club of Lazio, and same with Tade, bringing in all these top-quality talent, they've been terrific for the team and for the club and for all Laziali in general. Um, obviously, when you have the likes of Juventus, Napoli, Roma, Inter, Milan, all these teams spending so much money, we want to see them spend a little bit more than we're used to seeing. Like, $10 million for a Cherby was... I was surprised we dished up that much to get a Cherby because we really sure, needed the centre-back. Sure. I'm happy, I'm glad we got him, but in terms of selling the top players on our team, to an extent, yes and no. There's a lot of hype around Moinkovic-Savish last year. If we could have sold them for 150 200 million that they were saying that they had received offers for, in my opinion, if I would have received that, I would have sold them instantaneously because we could have invested that money in five players for 30 million per se if you received 150 million like you need to take a look in, in a bigger perspective into something where you're able to improve the side because we really lack on the defensive aspect but in the attack we were looking very good with Felipe Anderson, Luis Alberto, Keita in previous years that I believe we should have kept those main players but dished out a little bit more money on the back line because right now other than Francesco Cervi there's really no well-known center back. Radu's initially a left back he was never a center back he's been put into that role and on the right side, it's it's an option between three, four guys. So in terms of a starting lineup and, and what I'd want to change, it, it would be more so with the back line. Um, with Nzogi, I don't think he will change because Lotito, unless there's reason to, unless we go on a very long losing streak or something happens between sure. him and Lotito, I don't think that will change. It will most likely stay the same and they'll ride it out until uh, an event like that happens. Fair enough. All right, now I can't let you go. What's your prediction? Oh, prediction. Around this time last year, we saw Lazio lose to Roma. Um, this year, around this time, tomorrow, I'm going to be optimistic and give Lazio a 3-2 victory. Reasoning, Lazio need to win. If they lose, they could drop as far as 10th place. Roma, if they lose, they'll still stay above Lazio. So they're okay. That's fine. They don't have to go any further up the table. They can stay there. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> All right, Stephen. Well, thanks so much for joining. We'll have to do it again. I appreciate the time, and uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed for a, for a good derby. Absolutely, John. Thank you for having me on. All right, so that's going to be it for this episode. have to thank Stephen again, and you can find them at thelaziali.com. I also have to thank our wonderful patrons at Patreon who help make this podcast possible. If you'd like to support us, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash romapress. Uh, by c- becoming a patron, you can get extra episodes of the podcast. You can get early access to the podcast. And we really appreciate the support from those of you who have already become patrons. Again, this uh, this podcast, the website, is not possible without any of you. Uh, and also have to mention our other sponsor for the podcast, Euro Fantasy League. 
They have the very best online fantasy football games. You can check out their City A game at fantasycityah.com, their Champions League game at fantasy-champions-league.com. And you can go to Euro Fantasy League to read a variety of original content from various authors uh, around the European football landscape, including a uh, good friend Chloe Beresford. And again, there's a wide variety of articles on there that are extremely interesting from all the leagues across Europe. So again, EuroFantasyLeague.com and FantasyCityA.com. So we will leave it there. Andy and I will be back after the match tomorrow. Again, I'm very nervous. I have no idea what to expect. Um, With this Roma, it's like you can flip a coin and just guess. You'll get one or the other. You just don't know which it's going to be. I'm very, very, very anxious for this match. So Roma need the three points. They absolutely need the three points so they cannot get this wrong. So hopefully the next time we talk, we're in a uh, especially positive and vibrant mood and uh, we can celebrate a, a victory over Lazio. So thank you again to all of you for listening, subscribing, rating, reviewing, all that good stuff on iTunes, SoundCloud. It really, really helps us. So if you subscribe on iTunes, if you could just leave us a a five-star review, that, again, helps us immensely. So um, I thank you so much. I thank you for the support. Thank you for listening. And we will talk to you again soon. Ciao.